G'day and welcome to Grad Chat, your opportunity to find out about graduate research here at Queen's and postdoctoral fellows research as well. My name is CJ the DJ and I am your host for this week's Grad Chat, brought to you by the Queen's School of Graduate Studies and CFRC. So thank you very much to both of them. Happy New Year to everybody. It was only just last week I was saying, I hope I have happy holidays. But now it is Happy New Year, January 2022. We are just starting our seventh season or seventh year, I should say, of Grad Chat. So we're very excited. We've come a long way since 2016 when we first started to, to now and we've listened to some amazing students and postdoctoral fellows about their research or the work that they're doing within their particular program. Of course we're going to continue that in 2022. Unfortunately we're still in a pandemic which which is a bit of a nuisance but what else can we do? We just got to roll with it, right? And uh, keep moving forward and look at the positive side of things and trying to fix things as we go along to make our lives so much more enjoyable. Today, again, which is what we've been doing for the last few years, I would like to welcome back to the show, Suyin Olgin, or otherwise known as the DJ Bear, who is going to take over hosting duties again from me today. And, you know, we're going to talk a little bit about what's going to be happening this year in graduate studies and uh, on the show. So handing it over to you, Suyin, and welcome. Thank you. Hello, everybody. Again, Happy New Year. It's always great to be back. I hope that uh, you had a good holiday. How was your holiday, CJ to DJ? Maybe we could start there. Yeah, actually, it w- what was nice is that I just switched off all technology, uh, which I think is just wonderful because we're, we've had so much to do with over the past two years with Zoom meetings, MS team meetings, you know, your mobile phone is pinging left, right and centre with emails or texts and you name it. So it was really nice to just switch off from technology. It would have been nice if I could have gone home to see my family. But like a lot of other people, that wasn't a possibility because of the various travel restrictions. And it's still a little bit dangerous to be moving around. Yeah. But it's nice just to stay in Kingston enjoy going out for walks and things because we're very fortunate here in Kingston. We've got lovely parks and trails and things that we can go out and about and just be away from people and just contemplate life, I guess, just to be able to relax. And I don't know, some of you may or may not know, I, I got a new puppy in August last year. And, and so he's he's growing. And of course, with puppies come training. You need to do a lot of training because yeah. I want him to be a good puppy. And so we've been doing our training sessions and I have had people come and help train him and train me more to the point. I think it's more about the humans being trained to do things correctly. So that's just been wonderful just to be able to sort of relax and switch off a little bit and just have some downtime, which I hope our students did too, because I know there's a lot of pressures on students at the moment. And we hear all about the mental health issues of students across the board not an easy and as we heard from one of our students last year about early onset psychosis our students particularly undergrads uh, are in that age bracket where this can happen more so we we've also all got to be cognizant of the fact that things are a little trickier uh, we all would like things to be go back to normal 
but in the meantime we've got to stay strong and, and seek out support when we can now I know I digress because you just asked about my holidays my holidays were great but the, my point was is hoping our students also took time out of their research their studies to have some downtime as well with whoever is near them at the time whether it's family or friends yes and I think it is important to seek that support and to understand what's available around us, especially at this time when we're back to working from home and learning remotely. That can be a little bit of a rough start of the year and it can feel really like we're regressing. Mm-hmm. And I think that we could take this opportunity to give our students a reminder of what is available to them at the School of Graduate Studies. Right for them to seek support where in areas like wellness and, and health, academic support, professional. So let's just start with our incoming students. How did this new regulations affect it? Your plans for orientation, because it's orientation was is scheduled for January 6th. So. Well, we've all learned we've got to be able to flip really quickly. So our mm-hmm. intention... We were going to go all high tech and have a hybrid orientation for the first time, which means the orientation being in person, but also zooming in those people who who aren't actually in Kingston. Well, of course, with what happened at the end of last year, that totally got kiboshed. And so we're now having to do everything online, which the good thing is we're still having an orientation for our incoming students, which is fantastic. It's just not what we want to do because, you know, you can meet people through Zoom. but It's not the same as meeting people in person, even though we couldn't have met every person in person, even with the hybrid model. So we have flipped it to being Zoom. Of course, a lot of our incoming students in January, and for those of you who don't know, in grad studies, there's several starts for grad studies, majority, of course, in September. But then we do have an intake in January and May, and some people, depending on their program, would start in July as well. So we need to make sure that we're continuing these orientation sessions. So, so with them, you know, what happened at the end of last year, there was a lot of people who were anticipating coming to Kingston, of course, can't get here now because they couldn't get their travel visas in time if they're an international student or even, even if they're a Canadian student, if, if they were out of the country, maybe can't start. And so, of course, with everything that's gone on, we, the first couple of months, majority of the stuff is going to be online. And so we're encouraging people because we want to keep people safe. It's better if you if you don't need to be doing research on campus, for instance, if you're all online, you should really stay where you, it's probably safer to stay put. And so that changes the dynamics of everything again. And one of the things that we've been looking at in the School of Graduate Studies for many years now is, you know, how do we create community within the graduate population? It's very hard to do that when we're always online. And even though there's some advantages of doing things online because we can connect with students who are in programs that are ordinarily online programs. So that's great to be able to meet those people. It's still not the same as creating community when you're meeting people person to person or face to face. Absolutely. I, th- I think what I'd like to do, if, if you don't mind, I'm going to bring up a, a new area that we started last year. And, and it's a group of grad students. We've got eight of them and 
you're one of them. And it's a little pilot that we're working on now, which we hope to continue. We, we asked a group of students to be a part of this, and they're called Graduate Inclusivity Fellows. So one thing that's really, really important when people arrive is do they feel like they belong to the graduate community? And, and if they don't, how can we help them feel like they belong to the community, whether that's the whole graduate community or parts of the grad or Queen's community. You know, what can we do to help that? So we have these graduate inclusivity fellows who have gone through the different experiences as a grad student already. So we have international students, we have students who are parents, we have student, students who are doing their program all online anyway. We have students who are doing research, we have students who are doing course-based work. We've got these graduate inclusivity fellows who are helping us to understand what do we need to do to show that well, one, show that Queen's Graduate Studies is inclusive and and diverse, and what can we do to sort of help those populations? And two, how can we help them interact, or how can we help the whole population realise what we need to do to support each other, and are there connections we can make so everyone who is in the grad community has at least one person they can turn to for help if needed? That's fantastic. And I think that it is a great way to start. And and like you said, you know, at this point, it is still we're working together to assess, to 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 learn from each other as well, because even we all are coming from different experiences. And and, and I think that being able to be part of orientation this year together will really help each one of us learn more from our students coming in, learn more about their needs so yep. we can come up together and explore areas that perhaps we wouldn't experience because we started mm -hmm. at a different time, right? This, uh, our new students are starting in the middle of this third wave of yep. the, this pandemic. They, their needs are very different and we need mm -hmm. to learn from each other so we can know exactly what we can do to help the only way to know is to to talk to them and yes well I, and, and it all comes down to we're talking a lot more these days about self-care mm -hmm. you know and I can talk about you should do this or if you have you considered that etc but it's much better to come from students who have lived it themselves or had been through that experience. I've never been a grad student, so I haven't had the experience of what it's like to be so ingrained in what you're doing in terms of your research. I mean, that's the number one priority. But are you looking after yourself along the way? No. Have you given your time, yourself time to re-energize? And so with this, these orientations, particularly in January and those or any of the orientations that start after September, you're already coming in when students have, have had one term already under their belt of getting used to the system. And then they're suddenly coming in and getting chucked in, sometimes halfway through an academic year, which is January, is halfway through an academic year. That's tough in itself. So what can we do in this orientation and what can we do as gifts and, and support systems to ensure that those that are coming in, as we mentioned, feel like they're being, they really are being welcomed, helping them understand what supports are available and giving them as a grad student yourself. Here's some of my tips. Here's some of the things I wish I'd known about it earlier when I first started my studies. 
So with that, knowing that the graduated inclusivity fellows are going to be part of orientation this year, can you tell us a bit about the lineup for the day or the topics that will be covered on January 6th? I'd be yes. happy to. So first of all, as we would want to do, we'll have one of our uh, gifts do the land acknowledgement because as new students coming in, I, you know, we want them to understand the importance of where Queen sits. Mm -hmm. So they may not actually be in Kingston or on Queen's campus, but we want them to understand Queen's is on the traditional Anishinaabe and Haudenosaunee territories and, and what that means for us as people, um, for most of us who, the, the word that is used, of course, is settlers. I, I always use the word immigrant for me because I'm not from, from Canada, but even Canadians, you know, we're sitting on these traditional lands and we should acknowledge that and be thankful that we're allowed to to be here so that's always the first part then of course we want them to hear from our dean so they'll be having a welcome address from both the vice provost and school and dean of school graduate studies Fahim Kadir and followed by another lady a lady who is uh, important because under her portfolio are all those support departments that we so heavily rely on Mm -hmm. And so that's Antini, who is the vice principal and uh, dean of student affairs. And so she'll say a few welcome words, too. Then we'll we'll go through some of the academic things that people need to be aware of, or whether we, you can find that already on our website of some of the policies and principles or regulations that you need to be aware of academically. Uh, things like academic, academic integrity, you want to get that right off the get-go because uh, you don't want to get yourself in trouble down the track. Yes, and I think it's important because in keeping in line with that building community and that sense of belonging, an important aspect of it is learning the protocols and the policies and the workings that are essential to keeping each other safe, to yeah. protecting our community to and these are important things to learn about. Mm. But the most important part, in my opinion, is the, the, the part where our students, our, our graduate inclusivity fellows, will do a presentation on their tips and tricks of how to look after yourself. You know, the self-care side, which we talked about a little bit before, and that self-care is how do you find community? Mm -hmm. that is going to work for you? Um, how do you find resources that are pertinent to whether it's academic or professional or personal? How do you, as a, a, a student who's always, always, who's also got tiddlywinks, kids hanging on as well, how do you cope doing studies and looking after your children or elderly parents? You know, there's lots of ways that people can, you know, grad students have both ways that they may be supporting. So that's going to be really, really important. And that's coming from a student perspective to help. Then there'll be a Q&A period of, of time. So there's questions that our, uh, incoming students have uh, that they want to sort of ask our grad students, then they, they can do that. And, you know, if we got time, we've got to figure out whether it's worthwhile having breakouts. We're not quite sure yet because there's not a lot of time and people get Zoom fatigue. And then we're going to finish off with uh, Queen's University International Centre because there's so many things that have been going on with changes, particularly for our international students with travel and, and visa issues and things. They're going to just pop on and 
one, talk a little bit about, you know, what are the changes right now, but also the supports that they can give specifically for international students, whether they're here in campus or not, because they've got some amazing advisors. So that's really it. But it will be supplemented, of course, with some of the things that we have on our website that are there the whole time. Like I said, there's some videos, there's some modules, there's like Human Rights and Equity Office have some great models of learning about inclusivity, awareness, um, this modules on research ethics uh, and research and EDI. You know, how do we bring that in? That's going to be important for new people who are going into research. How do you bring in EDI components to your research and or to your research team? So there's a lot of good things there. So we'll, we'll highlight those without going into too much detail, but it'll, hopefully it'll set them up for a good start. And I find that having orientation summarize them for you, you know, yeah. it's really great. Even for current students to just get a little bit of that. That refresher. So, a refresher, exactly. Because we get so much information overload over the year that it was where, where was what, where. And I think that it's great. So I encourage current students as well to attend if or to visit our website if they have any questions about Anything, really. Anything. Well, it's interesting because one of our inclusivity fellows, Jody, brought forward this great line, which I keep using now. You know, orientation is an evolution. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not just happens on one day. You want to keep it going because there's yeah. always things that either new things that you need to know mm-hmm. or you need to remind yourself of things because it may not have been rele- relevant for you right in the beginning, but you need to be aware of it. And it gets to the point where you go, oh, I've forgotten about that and I actually need that now. So it's an evolution. Yeah. So orientation shouldn't stop. It's it's continuous and hopefully evolving in terms of what do I need now at this particular point in time in my degree? Yes. And it can really make some experiences easier mm-hmm. if you are aware of not just the regulations or your responsibilities, but also the services that are available. Important. We don't always think about it because... We no. think of policies jargony or but it is it well, is we, for we, you. none of us want none of us want you. to be Debbie Downers either, right? Because we'd no, like to think not. that the grad experience is a good one. But there are going to be moments where it's going to be a bit tough. Mm-hmm. And so it's important to know, like you like you said, who can you reach out to for a particular instances? And hopefully you'll never need to reach out to them. But if you do need to, you know where to go. And I think that's the important thing. Um for both those things that are a little bit tricky, but also things that are positive as well. Of course. You you want to do something different. You know what? I heard I could go and do this. Bang. You've got another, giving yourself another opportunity. So it can work in both directions, which is, which is good. Yes. We have so, so many clubs on campus. We have so many associations doing fantastic socials. And opportunities for you to connect with your community or to connect with new communities or to learn more about different cultures. So there's, again, a lot of activities virtual right now, but there it is important that you reach out and you learn about the many, many, many clubs and the many, many activities that are offered in this, that are fun too. That are fun too. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's, I mean, we've all got to have downtime. I, mean, I, I love to have a laugh. Mm-hmm. Um, to me, the downtime is sitting around with some mates and, and, you know, having a glass of wine and just laughing. I love yeah. to laugh. Uh, I can laugh sometimes, but it's probably be more hysteria because I'm tired. <laughs> so I, 
<laughs> so that's my fallback. Just, just, just laugh about it. Otherwise, I'm never going to get through it. But, um, you know, there's those other times where it's just nice to forget everything else and let's just have some fun in whatever capacity that some of that for some people that's going dancing for other people it's doing karaoke another ones it's you know as you said some of the different cultural groups that we have on campus where you know if they're doing food and things so i love indian food i i love mexican food i i love italian food i love all sorts of food so you know there's lots of different places you can go where groups get together and and just live their culture which is really lovely and so there's no we always keep mentioning university uh, quick or queen's university international center but then there's the banry who with has been fantastic for mature women with with young children and then mm-hmm. of course four directions indigenous student center who is a fabulous center for our indigenous students to seek support and just chat with each other and learn things about their own culture as well, which some of them may not know too much about, but are wanting to learn more about yeah. their culture, their particular culture. So um, that's fantastic stuff. It is. It's, it's interesting because I know we've concentrated very much on orientation. And I think it's important that people know that these things do go on. It's just not, you're not, first of all, we don't want our students to think they're just a number. Mm-hmm. No, we, you are human beings and we want you to start off your academic year, whatever that start is, in the best possible way. And and like we said, you know, it's, it's an evolution. So you're not going to take it all in in one day. But you, what is most important is, is knowing where to look when you need help. Yes. And the other part is, which is super, super important, is can you start making connections to set up your own support system in whatever group that you want to be a part of to help you not only just make some friends, but also help support you and you help you support others to get through your graduate journey. Yes. And don't be shy to ask your own department as well to introduce you to some of your colleagues. That's exactly. important. It's something that we don't often think that we should. No, and every, so I mean, right it's no now. excuse. I mean, everyone is very, very busy and we shouldn't use that as an excuse because we should all be reaching out. Both faculty, staff and current students should be reaching out to anyone who's starting in January to say, G'day, my name is, lovely to meet you and let me show you around. Yeah. It's a very simple thing to do. It doesn't take a lot of effort and, and we shouldn't use the fact that we're all busy. You know, a few minutes can mean so much to an individual. And so exactly. we, we all need to play our part in that. Yes. This has been a great conversation, to be honest. And I know, like you said, we spent a lot of t- time talking about orientation, but at the same time, I'm glad that we did because we want to make sure that everybody's gets the best chance of a good start this term yes yes and for those of you who aren't on campus right now who in normal times would be we do hope to see you at some stage in person but until then all of you please continue to stay safe wherever you are and don't forget we're here to help so please reach out and you know we've you know both in the faculty and staff as well as our students um, we welcome you all and want you to feel a huge part of our graduate community
It can only get better with all of you there too. Really nice. (laughs) (laughs) So we have time for one last question. Woo! The show. Yay! This year is the seventh year of Ratchat. Yes. So I was wondering if you could give us a preview of what's coming up in Gratchat this term. Well, well, thank you. Yeah, so luckily I've already got a few lined up and some already recorded, ready to just be the slight bit of editing that we do. And the first one coming up next week, of course, uh, we have Lama Mukhal, who is in computing. And I think everyone's going to really enjoy that. It's very topical because she's talking about cybersecurity, but in particular in the automotive systems or on-road vehicles. And we know how important that is because I remember even in the interview, I was sort of laughing about, you know, we see these movies where Mm -hmm. some, you know, there's a car chase going on or something. And then somehow the car has been taken over and suddenly the brakes are slammed on or or they're speeding up and they've got no control over this car. And that's exactly what it is. It's like, you know, how making cars more safe um, from the hackers. Of getting wow. in, which is slightly important, I would think, with with more electric cars and more uh, self-driving cars coming on the market. So I think everyone's going to really enjoy that one. And then we've got Emily Hampson coming up, who's in cultural studies. Emily's in IT herself, but her background is actually in fashion design. And so she's looking at how fashion can be both inclusive and accessible. So without it, you know, sometimes you you think, you know, fashion is only for a certain body type or for people with a certain amount of money, et cetera, et cetera. But we don't think about ensuring that whatever we make is accessible to others. By accessible, I mean, it's, you know, it's very hard for someone who hasn't hasn't got very much dexterity, for instance, in their hands for various, could have arthritis and something like that. So doing up a button is actually quite difficult. So why not mm-hmm. just use more Velcro? You know, some people might be blind. So again, it could be difficult putting on garments more easily. Some people have different body shapes and there's nothing to say that, you know, having fashion has to be look awful just because of your body type and it's so nice now as I mentioned in the in the interview that you know even the models now we have models of all shapes and sizes because we're not just one size we're all different sizes and shapes and so it's making sure that moving forward that people look at when they're making or designing garments that it's um, accessible to as many people as possible. And then I've got a couple more lined up, ready to interview. Uh, one of them is Saskia de Wilt, who is still currently in the Netherlands. She couldn't get back uh, with the pandemic getting worse. So she's still over there. So she's going to be talking about the polar bears Ooh. in a different way. I mean, she's in environmental studies, but looking at uh, you know space practice and process of engagement between science and indigenous knowledge. So I'm really looking forward to doing that interview. And then we've got Halal Kara in geography and planning. We've had a lot of people from geography signing up recently. And she's looking at students in Turkey in fact, you know, she's come from Turkey herself because her undergrad was in the Middle East Technical University, Ankara in, in Turkey. 
and she's looking at mental health of students and they're trying to separate work from life balance kind of thing so uh, you know and study and work etc etc and how it's how it's impacting what's going on with the students in Turkey and of course COVID or the pandemic has exacerbated some of that so they're just four that are coming up shortly which I hope everyone's going to really enjoy because, like I said, the first two that I've already done, absolutely fascinating. And as usual, I could have talked for a lot longer with both of them. Well, it sounds really exciting. I'm looking forward to them. And I hope that our listeners tune in. And that's our show today. Suyin, again, thank you for helping us out on this first session of 2022. Uh, it's, it's always wonderful to have you and you always make me think a little bit actually which is great <laughs> I think what have we been doing okay well what are we going to do perfect okay and and it's kind of reminds me of why we do things so uh, thank you very very much for for being a part of this again today and I wish you also a good year thank you you too it's always a pleasure Great. So that's it for everyone. Another show sadly comes to an end. Don't forget, you can download this show tomorrow on either Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify or Stitcher. Just type in Gradjat. Until next week, this is CJ the DJ signing off with a big hooray. Thank you for listening to this podcast produced at CFRC 101.9 FM at Queen's University, situated on the traditional territory of the Anishinaabe and Haudenosaunee peoples and brought to you by the generous support of the Faculty of Engineering and Applied Science.